Is everything on? Singing. We're missing something. Oh, I'm going to ask. About my court case. Court case? Nah. Right, what court case? Remember my boyfriend tried to kill me? We got audio. Oh, shit. We we got is that ongoing? I just finished. It just finished. Two dudes in. Hi, my name is Jade Crane. Oh, you fucking love your fans. Guys are looking sharp. Zach Dingy. Tony Capoletti. Two Hoops, Three Legs Podcast, where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel the world. This week on Two Dudes, Three Legs. Her name is Jade Crane? What the f***? That's not. It's Raja Havana. I actually do have a question about that. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that sounds like a stage name. That's your real name. It is my real name, and I did try to go with an alias when I first started, like. What was it going to be? Alicia Rain. Ooh. Yeah. What's your middle name? Alicia. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, and I just took the C out of the crane, and I was like, Rain. It's so cool. All right. We'll get into your story, but you have a very interesting childhood and upbringing. Mm -hmm. Where were you born? Give us the, the inside scoop about, like, Zero to six. Okay. Okay. So I was born in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, snap. Yes. And then my birth father died when I was three months old. Oh, snap. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So me and my mom and my older brother moved up here, like in the middle of the night. Like we just came up. Yeah. Yeah. Because like she didn't have anything down there. So she came back up to my mother's side. How'd your father pass? He had an asthma attack at 21. Oh, my God. At 21 years old? Yeah. Yeah. How old your mother at the time? Uh, she was 16. Yeah, she had my brother. What? At My brother at 14, me at 16, and my youngest brother at 18. So we're t- all two years and two months apart. Wow. wow. So you're, <laughs> yeah. your mom's young. Your yeah. father was very young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wow. And then you move up to New York. Mm-hmm. Where to? Uh, to Port Ewan, mainly like Conley areas. Like okay. Port Ewan, Kingston's like where I grew up pretty much, yeah. Okay. Was that Kingston School District? Yeah, Kingston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How was that growing up there? It was fun. Why? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, Kingston, I love Kingston. You know, there's like good parts of it and there's bad parts of it and stuff. So I kind of grew up in like both areas, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, like I kind of grew up with, I grew up with two best friends and that was like my main people that I was with and Lexi and Marina and we've been friends since kindergarten mm. and our entire lives actually. Um, and she, um, they would like help me and stuff because I was like bullied a lot because I'm mixed and I didn't fit in with either group. You telling me you didn't fit in in Port Ewan? Yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I kind of just like stuck with, I stayed with my group of people and that was really it. I just grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And then like choir people, like I grew up in high school with all music stuff and doing voice and choir. So. so you've been singing for a long time. Yeah, I've been singing before I could speak, actually. What? Yeah, yeah. How does that work? Yeah, so like my mom would like always play music and stuff. And like I would like learn speaking through like singing the lyrics and stuff. So that's kind of how I. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty when cool. When did you find out you were talented? Uh, I guess like my mom started me in voice lessons when I was in first grade. So like I started doing like private voice training and stuff with first teachers. First grade? How old are you in first grade? 
I like was six? six. Yeah, yeah, I was six. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started with um, a couple different voice teachers throughout like, 15 years. I did private voice training and stuff. So, uh, and then like my first talent show was in third grade. I sang Reflections from Mulan. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. My mom dressed me up in like the geisha outfit and stuff. Yo, yeah. Mulan was a banger back in yeah i still have the pictures <laughs> and stuff too so yeah i'll show them to you guys later that's fire would you yeah. say you were born to be a singer like that was just naturally yeah i think so yeah i think i was born to like spread music in some sort of way like however mm -hmm. it is performing or making it you know yeah yeah makes sense i mm -hmm. mean listen I, I think singing some like basketball some of those sports and some of the talents you just have to be kind of born with it a little bit. Like yeah. you can only get so good as a singer if yeah. you're not naturally born with a good singing voice, you know? Have you ever heard Tony sing? Do you think sing? that? I think Do you think that? I feel like if you trained, you could train your vocal cords, yeah. right? Yeah. I so like my thoughts on on it is like it, like some people are born with like amazing talent and stuff, but like uh, you could build off it because your vocal cords are a muscle. It's just like a bicep. So if you're strengthening it, you're going to get better. Like you might not be Beyonce and Chaka Khan and all those people and stuff, but you'll be, you'll have your own voice. You're if saying that makes there's sense. a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> I guess it's because I'm so bad at singing and never have tried that I just thought like singing, like dancing. Like, bro, if you're not born with some rhythm, I don't care how hard you work. You're never going to be <laughs> You a ain't going to be a dancer. Oh, that's not true. I've taught Bryce how to dance. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sean's neck just snapped over there. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Good. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, oh, so man. I think the most interesting thing <laughs> mm -hmm. about you so far mm -hmm. is that you at 6 years old mm -hmm. were a Jehovah's Witness. I was. Yes. I don't even understand what Jehovah's Witness really. Bro, she's been knocking really... doors since before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh even think I, I I understand what Jehovah's Witness is. So mm -hmm. can you give me the breakdown of what it is and yeah. then tell us about Yeah, your so um, a Jehovah's Witness is um, you you are raised with a congregation of people. So there's like millions and millions of Jehovah's Witnesses around the world, but you grow up believing that, um, I know like in different religions you think, okay, like Jesus is God or Jesus is God's son. We believe that Jesus is God's son and that you should live in a way to not associate with people around you that aren't associated with your congregation or your religion. Um, so growing up, I wasn't allowed to have really talk to my friends or anything. So I was like secretly hanging out with my girlfriends or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then you would like, you would go around to people's houses and you would preach the word to people to try to get them to convert to that denomination of religion. So, yeah. How many people did you convert? Not many. No. <laughs> you know, I used to have friends that would come with me to church and stuff. I'd be like, oh my God, we can hang out if you come and like to my church that's and so stuff. so interesting. So they would tell you like, don't hang out with anyone that's not Jehovah's Yeah, Witness. because it's, uh, they used to say to us like, everybody is like a sponge and you can easily soak up bad association around you. So like for, especially for younger people, like they were like, you can't be around like people of the world, worldly people. That's what they call them. It's worldly mm, people. Wow. Yeah. Because if you do, then you can fall, fall into Satan's path and stuff. So, so they're just trying to keep you in this box and not let you like yeah. speak to anyone. No. Sounds but you're, like how I'm going to raise my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so That's understandable. But you're knocking on doors. I, how old? Like when's your first door you're knocking? Um, the first time that I, I started going with my grandmother and my parents and stuff when I was like seven or eight. Yeah. And I, I would this be- this to you is just normal. No, it was my normal every day. Right, yeah. Right. And we would, we would do it like, so it was mostly like 
church throughout the week. So like three days a week was church. Wednesdays were like Bible study meetings. Sundays was like our church day and everything. Um, but like the rest of the days, like you could choose to go out into service. That's what it was called. You were going out into service. Um, and then I would go and I would like kind of listen to what they were saying to people so that way I could learn what to t like teach other people mm -hmm. um, and then the first time that I started doing it I was seven and I went to a man's door over in like um, you know when you're going over to what is it called Stone Ridge area mm -hmm. and there's like that fire department that's yes. on yeah I was over in that neighborhood and it was the second house that we went to and me and my grandmother were together with one of our the elders which is like the people that really teach the most like the men that teach the most in the religion mm -hmm. um and we knocked on the door and this guy comes out and we're like hi we're here to talk to you about you know the god and jesus or whatever the fuck we said um <laughs> and he was like oh okay give me one second i'll be right back and he like we're waiting and like he comes back with a fucking shotgun Stop. and he pointed the shotgun at us like i'm seven years old and he like points it at us he's like get the fuck off my property and i was like oh okay <laughs> so wow. we just we laughed because you know a lot Why of people do you th what do you think pushed him to do that i think that he was either he was like tired of people coming to his door and talking to him or like mm -hmm. maybe he's just strict on that he doesn't believe what we want to talk to him about so. that's aggressive as fuck <laughs> i've had a gun pulled on me knocking on doors you never have <clears throat> i've no, had two not yet two I got one leg. Nobody's scared of yeah, me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. They don't know that I got the pistol. You know, we used to me. say on the door, I used to say when I first started knocking, don't worry, I'm not here to convert your religion. That was my oh, opening bitch. That's yeah. hilarious. It's so funny because whenever me, anybody, like I hear like Jehovah's Witness jokes and stuff, I laugh so hard and people are like, you're not offended, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not offended. I don't give a fuck no, about that. Word. I did that once on a door. I was like, do you have a moment to speak about Jesus Christ? Our Lord and the guy and goes, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like oh, I was no. so bad. Solar is my god. Oh, that <laughs> no, sucks, we're talking dude. about the solar god. <laughs> Central Hudson is the guy. Right. Oh, so man. I I would imagine though, like if I'm taught to knock on doors at seven years old mm -hmm. and that congregation of like family nucleus, mm -hmm. there's gotta be some pros of that. So what are definitely what are the pros and cons of growing up? as a Jehovah's Witness? Well, I would say that the the congregation was like a family. Like it's very tight. Everybody is like very happy and loving. Like I, I'm not mm. gonna say they're bad people because they're not bad people. They're like the nicest yeah. people that you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah, they're just all about love. Like the, the religion is about like spreading love and awareness about like the loving each other pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that was great. And um, everybody will help you with whatever you need. Like if there's a guy that's a plumber in the congregation, he'll- Big sense of community. Yeah, he'll help you no matter what, and it then, doesn't matter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Jehovah's Witness don't drink either. Yeah, no, you know, do, you know, drink, right. uh, do drugs, smoke We're cigarettes. We're about upstanding citizens here. Yeah. Dude, These if, people are I good. think if yeah. they didn't knock on people's doors, then mm -hmm. it would be a really, really liked religion. I think the only mm -hmm. reason people have a stigma or stereotype around it is because they knock I on knock doors. doors. People yeah. like me. Yeah, I know, but about religion's different than yeah. selling yeah. a product. Yeah, because people don't want to be converted from what their beliefs are and stuff, you know? Correct. Yeah, and that's understandable. And religion, nobody talks about religion. Yeah. I think of it as like a really weird thing, but when you break it down, it's like, 
why wouldn't we all live like that as a congregation of yeah. everyone doing nice things yeah. and having morals? But no, so look at how we're living and Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses are weird. Yeah. It's all backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and like the truth is, is like they'll talk to people of the world because they all have normal jobs. Like they go to school and everything. Like they're allowed to be in the world, um, but they're just not allowed to be like, oh, I'm going to go over to your house for dinner. We're going to hang out and be best friends. Like they'll be nice to you, but they're not going to associate with you, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then eventually, like if you're in the religious long enough you get to go over to the farm i don't know if you guys have ever heard the farm no. um <clears throat> it's over in walk hill it's walk hill farms and it's for the witnesses and it's like super far back into like an area where you're not going to be able to find it um and it's like factories where you can work there you can live there for free as long as you're working at the factories they feed you for free they take care of you your kids everything yeah is that like your your mission? Yeah, that that was like our goal is to become to the farm yeah, is to be one punch. of the people at the farms. Yeah, so interesting. So they have like their own civilization yeah. and their own yeah. town yeah. that you get to be rewarded yeah. with yeah. if you. Yeah, and it's awesome because like you don't pay taxes. I mean, it's like you get a religious cutoff and stuff from taxes and shit. So it's That's it's crazy. really cool, you know. So yeah. and it's beautiful there. They even they're like they're not like vegan or anything. So they have their own farm where they like kill their own animals and they get all their milk and everything. Bro, it's probably so healthy. It's the, no, I'm about to join up. No, I just heard no taxes, <laughs> and you get to eat. Food that's killed there for you. Mm -hmm. Real yeah. diet. Yeah. And they do it humanely finish. too. Like we went in and we saw how like they, they show you like this is how we kill the animals. We do it fast so, and we make it like painless for them and they treat them really well. They're all grass fed organic beef and all this that's stuff, fascinating so. yeah Bruh. yeah it's really cool <laughs> starting a farm yeah it's beautiful Let's if you, go. you can go there as like a normal person and like they'll take you on a tour of the like the witnesses and like, try to convert you yeah 100 percent. yeah you'll see with the printing fact like you ever see the pamphlets that they'll hand you out like the, i've never been approached yeah well they'll they have pamphlets and they uh they have like booklets and stuff that they'll give you to read and everything and they bring you to the printing factory that's there and they show you like this is the stuff this is how it goes it's huge it's you've huge. been oh yeah i've yeah, been yeah. i've been there a couple of times yeah because like that was my goal i was like oh i'm gonna live i'm gonna live here and, and i'm gonna marry yeah a, i was a real I, man yeah no i was in a, an arranged marriage there what yeah i was Wait, <laughs> how old you say? uh well i met my soon-to-be husband like this was the guy that they thought that we were gonna be with when we were like 10 <laughs> oh my. yeah because you have to marry a witness like you if yeah, yeah. you can't be married to somebody that's not a witness like if you're like oh i want to i want to uh transition into being a witness and you're married to somebody they have to come with you wow yeah or like it's a problem. So you're 10 and you're being told, okay, we're grooming you to marry this dude. Yeah. And he was a lovely kid. Like he was really nice and everything. And he, he had ended up being a teacher and everything. And yo, it's really just old school values that all, that's all yeah. it is. Is like you live with a tribe. You don't mm -hmm. drink, you don't do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. You have arranged marriage like it used yet. to be. Yeah. yeah except for arranged marriage. That's not yeah. really great, but yeah. I mean, there are certain things that like I, I questioned when I was younger, like there was a book specifically about masturbation and why it's bad and why you're never going to be chosen. I, I don't know if you know this, but in witness culture, like they believe that there's 144,000 people that are chosen to go to be in heaven with God and with Jesus and the rest of the people during Armageddon, which is, I've read the Bible like 10 times back and forth through my life. But um, the rest of the people that are on earth will be on a paradise earth for a thousand years. And then after that, they'll like Satan will be back to reign for another thousand years. And the people that choose to stay with God will live on a paradise earth for the rest of their lives. 
Wow. 144,000 people a year or yeah. all, there's all only 144,000 people that are chosen to go up to heaven the rest of us will be on earth like on earth on paradise earth where does that number come from there it's in the bible and it speaks about it in revelation i can't remember the specific scripture but it like it talks about like and i've met one of the people that were chosen like you know that they're like the chosen person i don't know i don't know if i even believe in that shit what do you anymore. mean you know like they tell you they got a badge that the says I'm like the way that they act like the, you can uh, like they're just like a godly figure person that you meet in your life and you can just tell that this person is like like that. one of the one they've never done anything bad in their lives like in their entire life they were raised as a witness they like died as a witness the, and like, there's also like they'll be resurrected like people that have died before will be resurrected to choose God or Satan whoa it's like wow. a whole thing. That's wild. Yeah. That whole. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Anything else? I was good. seeing. I, was, <laughs> I saw something the other day that said there's there's three thousand different types of gods that people believe in. Yeah. Three thousand different type of mm -hmm. gods that people believe yeah. in. Mm -hmm. Which I've studied so many religions now because I was disfellowshipped. Like I have studied like Buddhism, fucking Catholics, like like Christianity, like everything because when I was disfellowshipped, I went through like a mental breakdown. Let's talk about that. Yeah. How do you get disfellowshipped? So I was disfellowshipped at 14 because I lost my virginity. Uh, yeah, I was uh, dating a boy and I was actually with him for five years after I was disfellowshipped. Was he... Part of the congregation no no i grew up with him at school okay yeah he was my first boyfriend and uh i we were like secretly dating and my parents were okay with it but they were like don't go any further or anything and then like i you know we got serious we got drunk and we, we had sex you know that's what kids do, what year olds do. <clears throat> yeah exactly <clears throat> would you say that you're a rebel oh absolutely I am a free-spirited hippie yeah. that just doesn't I think give a the fuck. More, <laughs> I'm asking because the more strict you're raised, mm -hmm. I feel like the more you push back against mm -hmm. wanting yeah. to do For stuff. Real. Like yeah. you probably, and not that having sex with the 14 is a bad thing. That's when I lost from my virginity too. Me at too. 14 we were years all 14. Yeah. 14 mm -hmm. club. Yeah. I lost my virginity too at 14, but mm -hmm. like you rebelled against your religion mm -hmm. and maybe you wouldn't have uh, started that early and done it that early if it wasn't like, so bad and so yeah. strict and so shitty you know yeah because they like they forced it into your head like there were certain things that they really did like push on you so much they were like you're not allowed to have sex you're not allowed to masturbate god hates you if you do this like you're not allowed to speak to your friends and stuff at, in high school and everything because if mm -hmm. you do you're gonna fucking die and blah 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 this and there like they were very very strict about certain things like that so i think that if they weren't maybe i wouldn't have but because like it was like an everyday thing that they're like we're not even gonna teach you about you getting your period or we're not going to teach you about like puberty and everything like we'll teach you that this feeling of like wanting to touch yourself is bad yeah. <laughs> humans are such curious <laughs> human beings and i feel like if you try to restrict that mm -hmm. curiosity and not let them learn for themselves mm -hmm. it's just never good it's the first story of earth yeah. right yeah. The forbidden fruit yeah that's the truth man <laughs> i and mean it's always women fucking it up ah, shut <laughs> the fuck up <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. The same old story since the beginning of time. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, that was yeah. good. You know they say that the forbidden fruit was actually like Satan trying to tempt Eve to have sex with him. So that's what that really was. That also makes sense. Yeah. So it wasn't really men trying to get women to have was, sex wait, since wait, the beginning of time. The story was about yeah. him get, about Satan having Eve eat the apple because he told what Eve, was the apple. 
Snake dick? Is that what you're saying? And, no. but, but he didn't really come to her as a snake. He didn't like. He didn't really come to her as a snake. He said like. Well, you he, read the Bible, so I've I, I've read so many. I've read like the the new James. Uh, like I've read every single Bible almost hmm. that there is. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was Satan tempted Eve and said, "If you take a bite from this apple, you will become godlike." Mm-hmm. No, he said, "If you eat this apple, you will be aware." Like, you'll be aware of things because, like, God was trying to kind of, like, keep them closed-minded for certain things because he wanted to test their obedience to him, if that makes sense. Mm. And so they say that the the apples really hurt virginity. Like, if you sleep with me, like, you'll see, like, I'll give you the, the ability to be aware of certain things. And so when she slept with him, she was like, oh, my God, I'm naked. <laughs> oh, my God, like, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? And, like, I got to tell my husband about this, even though I just slept with him. <laughs> you know, like, Damn. yeah, so. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can look, you look it up and, and, like, there's, like, a whole, like, theory on, like, what that actually means. Like, there's a deeper level of meaning to what the yeah. ac- apple actually yeah. is. Yeah. Have you ever read right the Bible? <laughs> she fucked the devil, dog. <laughs> oh, God. You can't trust none of these houses. Oh my god, it's true that. <laughs> have you read the Bible or no? No, no. I used to have to read it once a year. I have to read it from front to back. Um, it's just a compilation of stories. Yeah, it's, it's a storybook. Yeah, that's really right. what it is. But like, honest to God, like, even though like I don't believe in religion because I think religion is just a construct for control mm. at this point in my life, um, I do see that there are some similarities with the way. <sighs> the Bible has shown things to be now like, Oh, there'll be chaos and violence and these things that will happen with the earth and stuff. So I do like agree with that, but I don't know if it's specifically because of God doing that. I think that the world has kind of made that happen because evil or Satan, like I think that has to do with like the evil that comes from human beings. Okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like a repetition of patterns. Like when people act in this way, this is what's going to happen to the world. Yeah, absolutely. And the the Bible is just a warning to us of, Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Cause I'm not religious anymore. Like I'm not, I'm definitely a very spiritual person, Mm. but I'm not religious at all. Like I believe in, like I believe in energy and the people around me and loving and being a kind person throughout my life and not harming people. But I don't believe that I need to be in a religion. Some people would say that is religious. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I saw some the other day saying chat GPT, they asked it, what is religion? They said, there's two ways of thinking about it. Either a, you believe that there is a God and you have to do certain things to get to heaven or the good, the good part, or you believe in, the energy and that God and lives through God, you and you yeah. have to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's absolutely. There's like a different way of, you know, yeah. that's really yeah. the only two religions you can be. Yeah, and I agree, with, I agree, I agree with the second one. Even like, I, I, just, I just lost a friend recently and uh, uh, we went and saw a medium and like we were able to speak to certain people that have passed and like like he wouldn't know about like certain things like i met talked to a guy over zoom from the uk that has no access to any of my social media stuff and he talked to me about like when i was a hospice nurse i took care of a patient that nobody knows about that was like my favorite patient and like he she like came through and she like talked to me she was like what? i'm so grateful for like the things that you did for me <sighs> that's he, crazy he, he like talked about how like we used to like i used to sing to her in the shower and dance with her in the shower and stuff but like to make her happy nobody would fucking know that shit so like i believe that there is some sort of like afterlife but i don't know if it's in heaven like door or... to the other side yeah, though I... see that stuff always i go back and forth on 
if it's real or if it's not, because I've never experienced it, but you have. Yeah, like, it's. Cr- I literally, I was bawling with goosebumps, and it was amazing. Yeah. That's why that stuff is crazy. How do I get amazing. this guy? I can send you his info. His do name that. is Justin. Justin. Um, I have his. I'll have his name. I'll send a little plug for him because right. I think because like he. I got his information through a guy named Thomas John, who was another medium, but he was going to charge us $1,500 for a half an hour session. This guy charged us $40 at the end of the session was like, you don't even need to pay me. Okay. Yeah. So like he gave us wow. this information for free. Like there, like there was, there was no reason for him to do that. Like he could have taken our money. See how, who, how does that guy get that power though? I, what I, did he do? I think I that it has to do, because I believe in reincarnation. I really do. And uh-huh. I think like karma is so real. And every time that you live a life, your karma, oh my God, that's oh, crazy. <laughs> but like I, karma has to do with like, what happened in your past life? What did you do? What did you do that was, that was bad? And what did you do that was good? So maybe he was an amazing person in his past life and his energy was so strong that it came through and he's able to have a, uh, what is it called? Clairvoyant feeling for energy and people in this life, you know? Mm. Um, so maybe that's what it is, but I'm, I'm not positive. I mean, I'm not going to ask like the people that are in the dead, like, like what's going on? What's going to happen to me? Cause like, I'm not afraid to die. Like I'm, I'm not afraid of death because I know that for some reason in my head, I know that I'm going to be okay. And I know mm-hmm. my loved ones are going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. So All I right. just think that you have to learn something in each life that you live. Like we're yeah. all connected in some sort of reason. Like I think you have to learn something in each life to get to something. I don't know what that something is, yep. but maybe it's the sixth density. I don't know if you know what that is. The sixth density. Yeah. I don't no know what idea that, is, that is. Okay. So do you have you ever read the book The Law of One? No. Have you ever heard of the egg theory? Nope. Nope. Okay. Chicken or the egg? Okay. No, it's not, which came no, first? It's neither of those. Um, so uh, it doesn't have to do with the egg theory, but there was a man that was doing research on like clairvoyancy and like the healing energy, like how energy can heal you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a woman that sat on a table um, and somebody came through to her and they said it was Ra. Like, you know, the God Ra. Yeah. Yeah. And like he spoke to her and he said like, you have to learn stuff in your life so that way you can get to each density. Everybody's on a vibration vibrational level in the life that you live so you have to learn something to get to the next density of vibrational feeling when you're in this body you you have the feelings of an ego like it's ego is the human feelings that you have while you're alive in your body when you die you let go of those things you can realize the things that you did right and wrong in your life and then move on to the next one to learn more to get to a new density so almost every experience that everyone is experiencing in their life is just one person exactly. living over and over and over again to learn yeah. lessons. Yeah, like you were Hitler, you were Trump, wow. you were this, and like, you know how they say dimensions are real? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. living each other's lives at the same time. That's wild. Bro, so that's you're like wild. unlocking new levels every life getting closer. And so what's the, what's the, the goal? thing with the sixth density? What, so what's there's the, different densities that are that are in the universe, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. the universe is an infinite thing. Like there's a never ending universe. So the densities have to do with the different vibrational planes that you can be on. 
once you're done learning what it is that you have to learn on this vibrational plane, you move on to the next one so you can learn the next lessons. That's why you have like, okay, animals. They say animals on a, are on a lower density than we are, mm. but they're really not because like they can see things that are not there. They can have different feelings and stuff. Like they might not be able to speak to you about it, but they, you can feel their feelings if you right. really try. <clears throat> so when you're trying to go to the next density, you have to go through these lives and you have to learn it. And I guess the goal is to be enlightened at the end mm -hmm. and they say like you become your own god everybody's god you become your own version of a god if that makes sense i don't know if i believe that's what it is but i believe that it has to do with like kind of in a moment feeling everything at once like you ever seen the what is that movie with gwen St not gwen stefani what is it scarlett johansson she takes the drugs in her body yes lucy, lucy. I just watched yeah, that lucy. lucy i think it has to do like you know how like at the end like she like becomes everything yeah, yeah. i she think becomes that's god yeah i think that's she what unlocks it's like her yeah. her that's the full whole potential of her brain yeah like i don't think it I, I don't know if it's like specifically that but i feel like it has to do something like something with so it that. sounds like at the end goal is to make the perfect being right it, 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 yeah some sort of enlightened like energetic being i think that's, that's funny what it is. i had a weird thought the other day so it's weird that this conversation is coming to this point and it yeah. was about adam and eve i was mm -hmm. listening to jordan peterson <laughs> so based on what you're saying every single one of us is all living the same life mm -hmm. but in different experiences mm -hmm. and it's all so that we can learn lessons yeah but what's the end goal to create the perfect person i don't think or it's to create a god i think it's to become to become an enlightened vibrational being like i think i don't think it has to do with being a person or being a god like i think it's but to become one thing. to become one the law of so one who made who made us god I, to make another version of himself i think so if you look up the law of one when you die when you die you meet yourself and you're like what are you why are you here why am i meeting myself and yourself and you're like obviously you don't realize what happened so you gotta learn it again and then you'll realize who i am wow that's wild. So <clears throat> I think eventually right. like you're just going to go back to whoever, like yourself who put you on your, this journey to learn what you need to learn. Mm. That's I, know crazy. I know it's a lot of information. I'm sorry. No, I mean, <laughs> we can talk about this for like yeah, five this hours. Energy is, is fascinating to me because we talk about this all the time, but like you create your own reality. Absolutely. So a lot of the stuff you believe in, believing in things like that serve you. You know what I mean? It helps you live a better life and help more people and do things that get you to a higher vibrational level yeah. and better energy. And in turn, it makes your life better. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I don't know exactly what I think about all that because it's, it, I'm not religious at all. Mm -hmm. I do believe in, I believe, I believe an unbound intelligence of energy is somewhere and something, but it's not a person. I don't yeah. believe there's a person or a God that created it. Yeah. I believe that there's like a, uh, uh, you know, what's the movie with Tom Cruise where they live the same day over and over again? Oh, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. It starts with the I. It does, live, it's die, one repeat. word, but that's in, like the tagline of the yeah. movie. Yeah. But they have to go kill that one thing that's like keeps creating it, that energy. And yeah. that's mm -hmm. like, I, it's something like that to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. It's, it's a ball of intelligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a hive mind thing. Yeah. yeah. You guys should read The Law of One. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, just read the book. And like, it's the only thing that's ever really made sense to me reading so many things, like reading so many 
Bibles and everything. And mm. especially with like the shit that's going on in the world today, like shit is crazy. It seems yeah. like Satan yeah. is just like trying to divide us. And the goal is for everyone to come come together. Yeah, absolutely. And love is the answer. Yeah, that's the truth though. I, I know. know it sounds hippie, but I'm a hippie. So well, all, the big, all the big artists say it like who get like written off is crazy. Like mm-hmm. J. Cole, Kanye, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. That's all they preach is like love is the answer. That's love the truth. is the fabric everybody of the universe. Everybody's all divided yeah. and fighting and that's yeah. Satan at work or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this TikTok yesterday, yesterday or the day before and the girl talking about like all the shit that's like really going on in like America, like us as Americans. Everybody's divided, but they're not seeing like what's actually going on. And we're like fucked, dude. Yeah. Like I know that sounds like- Did you see what just happened in the last two days mm-hmm. with um, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia cut ties with US? Yes, I saw, For I was like- dollar. Japan cut ties on oil. They're starting to buy oil at a- at from Russia, mm-hmm. and uh, not on the dollar, anymore. and not on the dollar yeah. anymore. What is it on the mm-hmm. rupee or something? The ru- the rupee. Well, that's India. India is now not. So the whole reason the U.S. dollar is what it is is because in 1940, sorry, 1944, there was a Brenton Brenton Woods, which was essentially every dollar we had made was backed by the gold. So. Every dollar that was out in the world was backed by gold. And everyone said, okay, US dollar is going to be the world's reserve currency because it's stable. It's backed by gold. There's legitimacy to it. So everyone, we all agree on a big meeting that US dollar is going to be the thing that we can bet on and keep all our money into. And still, I think I just saw the number. 62% of all of the world reserve currency, all of the world's reserves is still in US dollars. But all of that now is based on oil trade. And as soon as they stop trading oil, because if you trade any amount of oil, you have to convert it to US dollar to trade it. So now that part right there where the rupee, I think it's rupee, ruple, whatever the hell it is, India's currency, that now that they don't trade with US dollar is the scariest thing that's happened in a long time because that is the thing that kept, keeps the US dollar so powerful because we lost the gold reserve to it. It's not backed by gold anymore. The only thing that made it super strong was it had to be traded with oil. And now it's the first person to not use it in trading in oil. So not totally not on the topic of what we're talking about. No, but, but like it, it does scary. tie into, yeah. yeah. Like this, this was the first video that ever like made me say, oh my God, I'm actually scared. Like maybe thinking about plans of like my generational wealth and future and everything, you know? Um, and Tell me about it. Have you, I can't, I, I actually have fear about talking about it. I'm not going to lie. And I don't, wow. and I don't usually have fear with stuff like that, but I, I do, I have fear of speaking up about it because of what could possibly happen to me and other people. I can tell you, have you ever heard of BlackRock? Yeah. Oh my God, BlackRock's wild. <laughs> BlackRock, the ADF, like that's that's who we're in bed with and they're the people that are gonna fuck us. Like it's gonna be like an entire season of The Handmaid's Tale. BlackRock basically, <laughs> if, yeah. for nobody who knows, if you Google BlackRock, you can't even find any, it's all like of it on there. Ones. But it's BlackRock. What, uh, what are the other ones? BlackRock, the Mayflower? AD, the a, it's either the AFD or the AF, ADF, but like they're, they have to do with like how BlackRock helps pass laws against like LGBTQ. Like, okay, this world is not going to be a democracy anymore. It's going to be a Christianocracy. Christianocracy? Yeah, because 
the people that are part of BlackRock and like people that are in like Congress and everything, they're all together. Some of the people that are in BlackRock have worked in like our governmental like seats and stuff. Okay. So, and like, that's what, what are you going to say? No, I'm just, it's crazy that people don't, think this and agree with this or have like pushback it's and oh black rock like if you have any business retrospect you start to realize that there are certain things that you do in business because of influence because of power because of money and when you're talking about a company that has access to trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and they own everything everything you don't think that they get what they want when they want it and you don't think those people on the top of that are controlling everything else because they have the most money, mm-hmm. you know? But what's yeah. their end game? To have control, complete control. control. Bro. control. It's about fear and control because, but okay. specifically. Okay, think about like what is happening in France. Everybody like in the country, like France, they the the retirement age was going to be pushed from 64 to 67. And they, they lit all, the streets They on stopped fire. everything. Yeah. And change happened. If we tried to do that, we're all going to be dead. We're I all, it's not going to change anything. I disagree. Like, I, I think if we had a revolution, we're the only country with guns. Of we course, can it's, hold, it's we the can grasshoppers take, against the ants. It's it's the truth. Like we, there's more of us than there are of them. But at the end of the day, like they, except we're both grasshoppers because we got guns too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They're not going to start fucking bombing us. Then they're going to lose all support immediately. I think for me personally, I think at the end of the day, like they would rather take out their people and have more people that they control than care about the amount of people than that there are that care about their country. And I know that sounds really shitty because like, I, it sucks. Like I'm an American and like, I want what, like what I say to matter to them, but it doesn't. And, and like, right. they have so much control over everything. It's, I don't think that it will ever change. You know, as shitty as this may sound, mm-hmm. the one person world leader who actually cares about their people is Putin in Russia. He does everything based on Russia and his fucking people. Yeah. And America is a complete opposite. We do everything based on the rest of the world mm-hmm. and what's going to benefit the top people. And it's... I Listen, know. I think Trump was for the people. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, you know he just got arrested officially in Hancock. No, he just really? turned himself in. Oh, officially. He turned himself in. That's crazy. It just happened like not that many hours ago. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, That's wild. nuts too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I know. Like, it seems like I'm like, I'm like an airhead. Like, I'm like blah blah blah, flowers the center. But I like, I don't think you sound like. No, like I, I, honest to God, like I just don't speak up about it because I, I know. Because you haven't been on Two Dudes Three Legs podcast exactly. yet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the platform. Yeah, like I don't speak on my beliefs on things because, like, I, I just know, like maybe my voice won't like i would love for it to impact people through mm. music or whatever it's going to be but like i don't know if it will and i don't want people to fuck me you know like i don't want to get fucked over or killed or something because yeah. like what if the wrong person hears the shit that i talk how about? many people what percentage of people do we think still believe in patriotism in america give me a percent percent of the population that Three. still believes in patriotism three percent i'm just picking well, out think, a number <laughs> i think that the media would lead us to believe and everything we see on social media because it is uh it's so filtered to make it look bad but if you walk if you think about your walk through life like day to day the people you come in contact with everyone i come in contact with like agrees with the morals i preach yeah well that's but then everything i see online is the opposite the mm-hmm. news is always the opposite you see all mm-hmm. these you know the lgbtq going fucking crazy but online you know why? and that because they're they're pushing that purposely to yeah. divide us yes of course yeah so, that's what it is so 
when you say, oh, 3% of people believe in patriotism, that's what you'd think from what you see. But I actually don't believe that's the yeah. case. Give me a number. Of Americans that believe in patriotism, yeah. I want to say it's 80% yeah. plus. <laughs> Those are two extremes of each side. I, if I'm, but how can you say that when... I mean, I think that's extreme. 3% is very low. I think 80% is very high. How can you say that when the majority of people vote Democrat to get Biden in to the office and because I think people he, are tricked and then they, they well, tricked regardless, but I just watched a, a clip today about how many Democrat voters were they were polled and they said how many of you would have not voted Democrat after seeing what happened mm -hmm. from you voting Democrat and it was like 80% of them some crazy number like I'm that. not registered to vote and I won't ever be. And I know that sounds fucked up, but I like I don't trust anybody that's in government because of the way that the system works. So I don't believe that. I'm going to be I've, voting next time. Yeah, I don't believe that. I believe that there's people that call the shots. And regardless of what I vote for, it's something's going to go wrong with it. So well, it's the complete opposite of a democracy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you still need to try. <laughs> so I'm going to be yeah. doing it. And if this dumb fuck old piece of shit gets voted back into office i'm gonna fucking try to there's no way it's impossible listen there's we're no talking about all the problems way. let me give some people some solutions let's yeah. talk about how how you can not be part of everything that's going on you want to know number one <laughs> step number one what do you think it is not be part of the how to not be part of the problem yep and how to be part of the solution Wake for the yourself fuck up no what do you think it is <laughs> um what do you think my answer is gonna be vote Fuck no. Voting don't help that much. Make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Make some fucking oh, money. Guess what money gives you? Options. Man. Guess what money gives you? The ability to do what you want. It's true. Guess what money gives you? The ability to move out of the country, move into the country. To Listen, as I'm much Audi. as you want it. Money gives you the ability to join the fucking bullshit if you want to as well to vote on with a certain side to donate money to buy oh. fucking artwork worth ten billion dollars so beat him join him that's your Bro. uh listen i'm not saying you I, all i'm saying is you have the option to yeah, yeah that's the truth <laughs> that's i told advice, you this money gives you the option shitty advice, I don't oh, like it. Man. no but i think the advice should be we band together all right, listen. Like the Jehovah's Witness. All I'm Witness. trying to say is we're talking about all the problems on the podcast, and I'd like to give some solutions of how should how to how to not let it affect you, and how to get out of it a little bit, and how to not be part of the problem. And I just think number one is like, first of all, you got to make some money because without money, you have no power, influence. You can get it in other ways, but I think the easiest way to get it is if you make. What do you do once you have the influence? You start spreading. So I heard a thing where it's like, first you save yourself, then you save your family. Then you save your friends and then you save your community. Yeah. So like I'm on step three and a half of that. I've mm -hmm. saved my family. I've saved my friends. I've saved myself, my family, my friends. Now I'm trying to save a bigger community, a wider community. You know what we should do? Hence the podcast, hence the YouTube channels. We should get a bunch of people together and we should all talk about our morals. And then we all live by those morals and we don't talk to other people who don't <laughs> live by those morals. <laughs> And we'll be called Jehovah's. Jeho oh shit! Oh shit! That doesn't sound so bad now, does it? Because people can't take advantage of you when you all work together, right? Yeah. I almost started a cult. I'm not gonna lie. I almost like if I start one, do I get a tax write off? Like you do. Jehovah's Witness? It, but you can't call it a cult. It, it's a religion. And let it's me call it a tax write off. Let me take my words back because I can't say cult. But I was going to buy property, like the 500 acres that I live on. I wanted to buy it, but it's too 
like five million dollars so that Ooh. i don't have you know um but need I, money I, hey <laughs> <laughs> um but i was gonna do that and i was gonna start a religion just have my close people and family and people that believe in the same things and i was going to do that because like religions are protected in their own way like mm. i live in east jewett and it's all the hasidic jew community and stuff they run that shit yeah. they run that town it yeah. is crazy so like i in my head i'm like okay maybe i'll start something like that call it jehovah's Jade something Witness. jade's witnesses <laughs> no okay <laughs> oh man you lost 150 pounds mm -hmm. in less than a year yes wait how, at what age um well how old am i i'm 26 now and it's been one two years so i was 25 yeah and i was i was heavy most of my life so. what's life like at 25 oh um hard it was really hard you're singing yeah i was singing music was like the main thing music in my family was like the main thing that like kept me going in mm -hmm. that time um because like i was going through abusive relationships and stuff like that oh my goodness. and like all that shit um but yeah it was rough because like i was in a lesbian relationship for five years and that's why when i got heavy like that's when i was at my heaviest i was 289 pounds oh my goodness yeah and now i'm 130 pounds you're a stick yeah. No one would ever think yeah, that. Yeah, no. It's, uh, unless I tell people that, like, they don't know. Unless you knew me before, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What I'm, year is that? Uh, what year did I get heavy? You said she's 25, so that was two years ago. I started ago. I started oh, okay. gaining weight in 2016 because that's when I was with my, my girlfriend at the time. I was with her five years. So five years, I was at heaviest at my fifth year with her. And then we broke up. And then I started going through like shit. And then I was like, fuck this. Started losing weight. Went vegan. Like I started transitioning to a vegan, but which I was used to because like I was with my girlfriend and we were like semi-vegan every once in a while because we wanted to lose weight. But then once we broke up, I was like, I'm going to do it before you do, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. Petty weight loss. Love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started losing weight. Um, got back into a shitty relationship. Um and then I got through a court case with him because he tried to kill me and stuff, you know? Okay, you don't just brush over that. How'd that <laughs> happen? Let's get the story on that. Tried to kill you. Yeah, so um, I was with a man. Uh, I met him at my job when I was waitressing. I was like halfway through my like weight loss journey. I was like, I'd say I was like around like two, 240, maybe like 230 at that point when I met him. Mm -hmm. um, and then we met each other. We used to go to school together, but like we were just acquaintances. Like we didn't know each other. Um, and like he was just a very controlling person. And he had a whole different belief system. He was, um, what do they call them? He was an Israelite. He was like, he like believed in like an Israelite religion. So like he didn't, but he didn't have any respect for women, which I didn't know when we first started like dating and stuff. Um, so like then like slowly I started, we would like get into fights and he would say things like women are nothing or like, like throw these comments. And then I would be like, well, like where are these coming from? Like, this is not what it was before. And then like we got into a big fight one time and then he put his hands on me and I tried to leave. And then like threatening stuff started to happen and like he like so like then I felt like okay I'll just stick around and like see if things get better and I would try to talk to him and all that stuff that goes on in relationships and then like he started to like warp my mind like changed my whole like like it was crazy like I never thought that somebody could like 
almost like control like your thoughts and everything. But like it got to a point where like he was literally like controlling all of my thoughts. Like I wasn't even like my own person anymore. Like it it was like I had been. How long were you dating him? For it was like it was only nine months. Oh my like, god! We were only together for nine months. It was crazy. He was indoctrinating you. It, it was crazy. Like he would make me think that like I was like he he made me think that I was like the worst person that ever walked the planet of like literally the worst person on this planet. Jesus. Like I was disgusting. Like he helped. He like he made me have these horrible body issues. Even though I like I was losing weight, I was on my weight loss journey. Um, he used to make me think maybe I was cheating on him, even though I wasn't. Like, like it made like, like did I like forget that I did something? <laughs> like, did I have a night that I forgot? That's like, it, it it was constant. Like, he had trackers on my phone. He had this like secret Eagle Scout thing, not not Eagle Scout, but like an Eagle app that he would like get every message sent to his phone that was like coming off of my phone from my mom. Like, he cut me off from my family. Like, why the hell are you putting up with this? No, like I literally, yeah. it went to a point where like I couldn't leave. Like, he wouldn't let me leave, and then eventually like I didn't have anyone because like he was mm-hmm. making me go to my family and being like I hate you guys I don't want anything to do with you guys even though he, like I didn't want to like he was threatening to hurt my family because like he was affiliated with gangs and stuff like that so like yeah and like I didn't know this originally like it all like came out like of the box like Pandora's box was, was opened for no reason mm. um, and so like then like he started like putting his hands on me I wasn't allowed to leave the house like he was pun like he used to put me on punishment or like I wasn't allowed to have sex. He wouldn't have sex with me for like two, three months. Like, and like, instead of having sex, like he would like degrade me. Like we would have an hour session of him, like me being on my knees and him degrading me. Oh my God. Like it was, it was like something out of like a movie. Like I never thought I would be in this like type of situation. And that's why I'm so big on like women's, like abusive women's rights and rights and stuff. Because I was the girl that like needed to do the hand side to Mm. get help. I was put in a psych ward because he convinced me to jump off a bridge. I shut down a whole freeway because he got me drunk and was like, you need to kill yourself. You are not meant to be on this world. Yeah. So where is this? I was, it was in Kingston. I was, we had gotten into an argument because I was, I was upset because he didn't want me to talk to my family anymore. And he used to do this thing where he used to make me get on my knees in front of him and he would stand up like he had this like God complex and he would stand up and he would like tell me like, you're disgusting. Your family doesn't like your family doesn't deserve you to be like this. Like, like, tell me why I'm ugly. Tell me like why, like I'm a whore, like all these like different things. And he convinced me like I didn't belong on this earth anymore. Like my mind, like, and I know that like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And like, I knew that before I was with him too. So like, it literally got to a point where like, he like took over my fucking thoughts and it was crazy. And so he convinced me like to leave and to go kill myself. I got drunk on a bottle of Douce. Like I drunk, I drunk a whole bottle of Douce to the face and I went to a bridge in Kingston. The like Kingston Rhinecliff Bridge. No, not the Kingston Rhinecliff Bridge. The oh, one the- that goes to 9W over through Port Ewan. Oh, yeah. Okay, by the yes. police officers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went to that bridge <laughs> and I sat on it and I was like, he was like, I remember I re- like, he was recording videos of me and he used to do this thing. I used to call him the Joker because he used to laugh at me like this, like maniacal, like I still can like hear it in my head and it like gives me actual chills like on my body because like he used to laugh at me and he used to like sit there like I even remember when like we were he was like telling me before like I went to the bridge like he would be in my face and like grab my face and he would like spit in my face and like laugh at me and like that was like the 
the worst that like he ever did was like the laughing. Like, anything else was fine, like to me, but like the laughing and degrading was like the worst thing. I didn't care if he was hitting me or punching me or doing whatever the fuck he was doing. Like that was the laughing was like driving me. That nuts. might be the most maniacal thing I've ever heard in my life. It was fucking crazy, dude. And like I remember like he he was like, You're not really gonna kill yourself. And like he got scared. Because like I was about to jump, yeah. So like so he was at the bridge with yeah, you. Yeah, he was at the bridge with me, and he told the police that he wasn't with me until the last second. He came and found me, but he knew where I was because he had my location on his phone. And so like I was, I remember I was sitting at the bottom of the bridge, and like I was texting him, like telling him not to talk to me, like I don't want to talk to you. And like all of a sudden, like I'm I'm leaned up against the bridge, and I hear laughing, and literally he's standing behind me. He was behind me the entire time while I was texting him crying and like drunk and everything. And he's just laughing at me. And like, I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, why don't you get up on that fucking bridge and just jump off? Nobody wants you here anyway. You're not needed here, blah, blah, blah. Like it was fucking crazy. So like I got on the bridge and I was going to jump because I was intoxicated. Like, and I, like I was convinced that this was what needed to happen. And like, as soon as like I stood up, he was like, oh shit. No, 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 don't do this. Like, like it's like this weird, like... What do you call something like a narcissistic? Like he was such a gaslighting narcissistic person. And like, as soon as like I was going to jump, he stood up and he was like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like trying to take everything back. And he called my grandmother and my grandmother came and like, I was so drunk and fucked up that like, I didn't care. And like, I turned around, I was talking to her and everything. And she grabbed, she was holding onto my foot. Like, she was just holding onto my foot and like, not letting me go and everything. And then eventually the police arrived and I was like, fuck, now what, mm. <laughs> you know? And so I was freaking out because like everybody's surrounding me. At that time I was suffering from seizures from my Graves disease. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna pass out because this is too much for me. And they got me down. As soon as I got down, I had a seizure. I passed out and I woke up in the psych ward. Oh my God. What? That so that's it. the end of that relationship, I assume. Nope. What? Yeah. It wasn't. He, I was going to go and get my stuff from his house because my parents were like, okay, it's time to go. That's, that's, this, this is it. We're no, no more of this guy. And I went there and he was like, like he did this thing again where he like he's crying and he's like on his knees and, and, and like I'm still warped at this point and it's funny because like I was a psych ward nurse, nurse at one point and I ended up in the psych how ward. long were you in there I was there for 17 days yeah it was fucking horrible and then you got I went to go grab your stuff right yeah. away and then yeah I went to go grab my stuff and everything with my mom and like he was like oh well, maybe I can like come pick you up later and we can talk about things and blah, blah blah and then like I ended up back there oh my god yeah I ended up back there and like it literally it, like people don't really like you talk to women and stuff and they're like it's a repeating cycle and people don't understand it until like you're actually in it yeah like it literally like I, he, I, I just got back in it and I don't know how I ended up there like even thinking about it now I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you like why yeah. did you go back and we ended up moving into an apartment together um on, in, uh, in Kingston uh, and he like that as soon as we moved like things just got worse and like he had three kids. I was taking care of his kids full time. I was like, it was like I was a robot. Like woke up in the morning, got the kids, cooked him breakfast. He sat on the game. He had no job. So he like video games all day long. And then like, I was like, okay, I want to go and see my family now that we're like, we made up and stuff. And he's like, no, you're not doing that. Lost my family again, lost my friends again. And like, we were together for like 
another, I'd say it's like three months, like we were together again. Um, and then he started seeing this girl because he used to sell weed. He started seeing this girl that I knew in school and he used to give her like weed and stuff. And then like he started sleeping with her behind my back and I didn't know. And like he was doing the whole like, oh, you're cheating on me and stuff. But he was like projecting. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one night I was laying down in the bed and I found his phone open. And like I was I was like, oh, I don't want to go through this, but I'm going to do it. So I went through it and like he sent me a message, but then took it back, like deleted it. And it was a video of him sleeping with her in, in our bed that I was laying in that night, like the oh same day. God. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and like the cops got called because like it was a whole thing. He got arrested that night and then he came back the next day. And then um, I was still there cause I was too afraid to call my mother to come and get me. Like, cause we, you know, like the second time, like they're not gonna help you anymore. Like mm. you're doing this to yourself at this point, which I was. Like I was, I wasn't helping myself because I was too afraid to. Right. Um, and then the, like the next day, he came back from jail, and like it turned into a whole big fight and everything. Um, and he had left for a little while. I started packing my stuff because I was like, it's time to go. It's time to leave. I'm tired. I'm done with this. Because like I was afraid that I was going to get like some sort of STD from him or something. Because like I didn't know if this was the only person he was sleeping with or something like right. that. Um, and so he comes back and I have my stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to leave. This is my apartment. So I'm going to leave while you get your stuff to like leave and everything. And I want all of my information. And the main thing that I wanted was my bank account information because he had all of my bank information that I didn't give to him. He just got it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I need my stuff back now and I'll give you time to like find out your situation or whatever, but I need to go. Um, and he was like, well, I'm not leaving. This is a place for my children to stay and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well then fine. You can keep the apartment. It's cool. I don't care, but I need my information back. And so I went to go grab the phone, his phone from him. And it just was like, instantly like he put me down you know you've heard the um what is that guy's name george floyd you know how he yeah. like put his knee on his, on his neck? neck yeah that's what he did to me he put me on a futon that was in our back room he put his knee on my neck and he called my mom he said come get your fucking daughter right now and he hung up on her and then he just started beating me in the face. Like I have scars. I know I'm wearing makeup right now, but I have scars like all here on my face from him because he took his knuckle like this and he just kept like hitting me continually in here. I have pictures of it and everything. And he sliced my whole bridge of my nose open and everything. And like he drug me through the house and he strangled me like trying to kill me and stuff. I eventually got my phone and I called 911 and everything was recorded on videotape because I had security cameras in my house. <laughs> So, so where's this piece of shit now? So he, we went through the court case and all the evidence was showed and everything. And my team was amazing towards me. Like, I'm so grateful for them, like every step of the way. Um, but he ended up only getting three years of probation for it. So, That's it? Yeah. And you just finished this court case up? Uh, yeah, about like a month ago. It's been a month now. Holy shit. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's funny. You know, I told you I went and saw that psychic like the medium who yeah. helped me, he told me something's going to happen to him that has to do with this case. He said, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but he's going to fuck up and hurt somebody again. And he's going to jail for a really, really, really long time. But that hasn't happened yet. No, no. Sounds he he like said it's going to be within the next five months. Good. 
And like, I don't, I don't know how much I believe it, but from what he showed me with like the, my loved ones that have passed and stuff that he didn't know about, like I have hope for it, even though I'm like, I'm not happy with the outcome of like the case and stuff. Like I'm, I'm hope he gets the karma that he deserves. Yeah. I mean, we all do. Exactly. That's crazy. What did you that learn from that relationship? Insane. How has that changed you as a person? There's a line of respect. And if you treat me in any type of way, I will leave you immediately. There's nothing that I need from you that nope. I can't get from myself. Right. So yeah, I went like on a super self-love journey and like I love myself more than like I, I ever have in my entire life now. So yeah. That's your warrior story. That's yeah. your, that's your that's incredible. crazy yeah. shit That's story. incredible. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> so you make it through all that. You're finally done with that, dude. He'll, mm -hmm. he'll be in jail soon, I'm sure. Yes. Acting like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's not, that's not, just like a oh that was a one-time thing he's got a fucking he's gonna, character he's gonna end up on ian big show yeah, yeah and, and definitely like for like any women like that like are going through the same exact thing like just like i know it's hard because i was there but just like fight for yourself and ask for All the right, help i want to ask this because it's it's crazy to me human psychology mm -hmm. why do you think you didn't get out of it earlier like was it the feeling of of it was going to end was it you just didn't even know you were just in it and just don't even understand what's going on I'll, I'll give you two reasons one because i felt like i was so far into it that i didn't know what else and two i have horrible daddy issues and mm. like i know that's so generic and stuff but like I, I did not have a dad until I have my father, like my father now, like mm. my father figure now, he's amazing and stuff. But I did not have a male figure to give me love that I needed from a guide to show this is what you deserve in your life. This is how you mm. need to be treated. And because of that, I was grasping for any male like love, even if it wasn't really love, like that's what I was grasping for. Right. And that's why I couldn't let go for myself as well because I was like, if the, if it's this is what you need from me, then I will give it to you. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's how it. But we for were me. just talking about this on the last podcast. We have an epidemic in this country with no oh fail, God, with no male fucking crazy leader, mm -hmm. uh, role model like leadership roles. Yeah, like we're just lacking that in this yeah. country. And I'm right. not, I'm and not it a feminist. Makes so many issues for people. Yeah, like I'm about to start a business, bro. It's <laughs> called like rent a dad. Rent a dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> come get your father figure. <laughs> Holy oh shit! God. That's called adoption. You adopt oh people. Oh my god! You can't adopt a dad. <laughs> you rent the kid. Nah, bro. I'm serious. <laughs> like, how good would it be if you could just like, even if you went to a place oh, and you were like, okay, let's like, uh, you could call him your coach, but like that would help people oh like my in god, your situation if you huge. had someone yeah, to hold crazy. yourself accountable. Bro, look at all the like statistics that. about talking about male. It's like we always look at the statistics of fathers not being in their males or sorry, their sons' lives and how they're the most incarcerated, yep. the mo all that. But also for a woman, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, if you don't have a father, yeah, issues absolutely. are real. Yeah. yeah. I was jealous of like my friends that grew up with dads. Like I really was because like I had stepdads, but they were shitty. And yeah. like I got into sexual abuse things because of those situations. Like I needed, I needed my father in my life. And unfortunately, like he wasn't around and I'm not a feminist. I'm not like, oh my God, like women should have this and a third. Like I feel like you should have a strong male figure in your life even if it's like right now like it's will be my husband one day like my boyfriend and like i i have a role 
with him as like his woman and for like to be there to love him and take care of him and stuff. But also he has a role to protect me and treat me the way that I should be treated too. Right. And I don't feel like there's like, like I'm not trying to be it's like traditional balanced. male women. Feel, no, it's not about that. It's about loving each other and respecting each other. Right. Like I, and I know I couldn't beat you in a push up contest. No, you know, but, but I also can't it, make people. So you can't cook as good as me. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to sing better though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I listen, I love that you just said all that stuff because, you know, it goes from the whole trail of the story of like, you didn't, you had all these daddy issues, you had these problems, you had bad relationships. You even, you were lesbian too for five years, but we just kind of went over. Which I think women are beautiful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I do. I appreciate it, women. <laughs> and it's just crazy that, like, at the end of that, you still say, like, you want to be an independent woman, but you also should be with a man who's has these things because you give it to each other and there's roles to play and there's things to do. And that's the second epi epidemic in the world is that women stronger than men, men stronger than women, like the way that relationship is and the way a family nucleus is those two things right there. If men and women get along the way it used to be and the way the power dynamic is in a relationship and the way you two serve each other and then fathers being real fathers, I think we got a good America again. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think we got a good America so again. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the, hating. The, they're destroying that right now. That's what this whole. Like, that's the basis of every problem in the world. I was thinking about this. I actually made a video to myself three hours ago and I was rock climbing. Mm -hmm. um, While you were rock climbing? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I had my phone on me. How and I was saying to myself, <laughs> I was saying to myself, like, you know, people post about LGBTQ and how we shouldn't bully kids and how we shouldn't uh, uh, do all these things to hurt other people's feelings, but you can't control what other people are going to do. You can only control what you're going to do. Absolutely. So instead of trying to make everyone good people, because there's always going to be bad apples, there's always going to be bad people. How about you just teach you, the people you can control yourself, your family, your kids, how to have emotional intelligence and handle situations like that, how to protect yourself if need be. Because then you also, it doesn't matter what the outside world does. And if people are bullying you or if there's bad things going on, if you can control what you can control, which is your emotional intelligence and your physical appearance and physical capabilities, then a lot of the stuff doesn't matter either to where like, you know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still have respect for people's like views on life, like whatever you choose to do with yourself, that's fine. No. Maybe I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do that personally. But I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bisexual woman. Like I still I love women no. sometimes and you know, whatever. But like, it doesn't mean that I'm going to transition to something and stuff. But no. if you decide to do that, that's fine. That's you. But I'm, with my respect, that's just not something that I would do. 100%. So, yeah, it's just about having respect for people, even right. if it's not your choice in life. So I think you should do whatever the fuck you want. Just do it and shut up. And don't <laughs> tell me to do it. Have a drink for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All yeah. right. So let's let's get into singing. Yeah. So you're a professional singer. I've heard you sing many times. I think the first time... Uh, we interacted. I was watching your performance somewhere. I yeah. can't remember what it was. It was, for, I was, your, was it for your New Year's Eve party here. No, I met you before that. Oh, that's right. Oh, wait. That's yeah, where yeah. I met her. Yeah, that's when we New met Year's for the Eve. first time. Yeah, I can't mm -hmm. remember what it was. Also, you're on a track with Joe Caps. And you. Oh, okay. yeah, I am on that track, too. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, 
Tell us about the singing career, how it's going. Tell us about the music you have put out. Let's go. I want to yeah. hear about it. So I just released my first single back in September of 2022. And then I did a music video for that a couple months later with you guys, with Q29 and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. It was a great outcome. We had like 300 people there, I think it was. Yeah, it was like two, two, Highland, maybe two. right? Yeah, I was in Highland at the new club. Yeah, mm. it was awesome. Yeah, so like if you guys get the chance, check it out. I saw that yeah, you guys Joey's have seen it, right? It. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's yeah. My, my partner in crime. Right. He he's he's a bad influence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, not he, just the music videos. Yeah, but Joe the, Caps, the beast. Joe Caps. It's funny. I don't know if you got the reference reference in the Tequila Talk song because like that that's a new single that I, me and Joe are on together and stuff that he's going to be dropping. Mm -hmm. um, but I said in it, um, no cap. Did you hear that reference? Oh, because yeah. I was thinking about you guys. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Yeah, but um, yeah, we're releasing a new. He's releasing a new single with that, which I'm featured on, which is Tequila Talk. I heard, I heard it. Yeah, it's so good. On my way here, I stopped at Dollar General because I was gonna try to paint my toenails red. Failed. Because <laughs> I, I was trying to do it while I was driving, and I was like, "Nah, this is dangerous." So you not paint toenails while you drive. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when I was in there, the manager came up to me and he was like, "I've never seen you here before." And he's like, "What do you do?" Blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Oh, I'm a singer and I'm, I flip burgers for a living." And blah blah blah. And he was just like, "Oh, do you have any music out?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "What's your name?" And he looked me up on Pandora and he pay played my Pandora station. That's and my fine. song was playing through Dollar General. That's I was like. Oh, oh my god sponsor me <laughs> oh god yeah, that's hilarious jump on it's a banger too yeah it, it took me three years to put that song out because i have this problem where i'm like the lyrics don't mean enough so i can't put it out yet and i gotta stop doing that i gotta just like be confident in my lyrics and put it out which Let i'm working yeah, yeah exactly yeah i'm working on uh some stuff with bryce right now possibly gonna release an album so how has singing go. helped you in your life oh my god it's helped me music has helped me with every like trial and tribulation like literally whatever it was that i've gone through with life music has always come through like whether it's like uh, i have no money right now i've got now i have a job and a full-time job with music and performing and stuff that pays my bills and makes me eat at night you know mm -hmm. um and then like when it comes to mental health like a lot of my songs and stuff on my new album like some of them have to do with mental health and like the struggle and i think that like my biggest thing is like my impact in life for people like when i die i just want to leave an impression with people with music that helped in them in whatever way it was like emotionally mentally like whatever it was as long as it made them dance or made them cry or made them happy that's all i care about mm. that's literally I like that. they don't feel emotion yeah. yeah i like that too so what has been some of the best stuff you've done as a singer i i, I always get this feeling of like i don't know if there's a better feeling in the world then you up on stage and people singing your song while you're up on stage singing a song. Wait, you're, you've had that feeling before? No, that's why I said, <laughs> I could imagine that it's the best feeling ever. Mm. Um, but like, what is that like? Like, what is the, the making music for people that actually listen to? Because I feel like you said music brings out so much emotion in us. And it's such a, th when we're in the car, we're listening to music. When we're feeling good, we're listening to music. When we're smoking a cigar, we want to listen to music. When we're partying, we're listening to music. When we're, it's yeah. like yeah. all the emotions you're always in. When you're sad, you want to play heartbreak shit and cry in the car. Like, yeah, literally. It's everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so how is that for you? Like how, you said, you know, you want to leave your impression with that. How do you feel you've done that? How has it worked? You know, I mean, for like uh, multiple reasons. Like uh, my my job with in summertime is I'm a, I'm I'm on a 
cruise ship and I sing for people up in Lake George. Um, and I, like even the crazy story. Wait, um, original music or you sing covers. Yeah, okay. I do covers, which I actually like, I, I do love that because like a lot of the songs, like I connect with personally and like that feeling of, even though it's not my song, they're singing with me. It's the song I'm singing. Yeah. They're singing with me and they're connecting with me in that moment. So like that feels so, like I'm singing. I will always love you by Whitney Houston. And like people are like singing and crying at the same time because I'm able to express the emotion through the music in you that can moment. Sing like Whitney, that's crazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. I honest to God, like I've had people say, like you sound like Whitney, and like I heard you saying your voice is fucking incredible. Thank you, but like I don't. I'm like, don't say that to me <laughs> because one, I love her and stuff, but also like I feel like even if like everybody can sing, even if you say you can't sing, you can still sing to me because singing is about being an artist and everybody has a different art. So like you might not sound like Whitney Houston, but like you have your own art in your own way that might sound like Jade Crane or like you or like you, you know, like it just depends on the person. So I never say somebody can't sing. You just have to find where you fit in your art. So, Well, Tony can rap. Remember the song you made about solar before you even started selling solar? Oh, yeah. About solar gods? The 10, yeah. ten, solar, the ten commandments? solar commandments? I did that just for Jill. <laughs> Hi, my name is Chicka Chicka Slim Jady. No, hey. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Slim Shady. I can't rap at all. So. <laughs> so, what are your aspirations with what, like, well, I guess you kind of answered that actually, your aspirations of your career. But, like, what do you envision in the future? What's it look like? Oh, man. Um, definitely um, being on a big stage performing for lots Super of people. Super Bowl 92. Literally. I, I need, Jane I want to have a Super Bowl performance so bad. Um, but also making enough money through my music and impacting enough through my music that I can give back pe to the people that I love in my community and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because like, I like, yes, I have enough to survive for myself right now, but I want to be able to give back in the next five years. Like I want to do sell out a thousand, 500,000 people show and be like, what are you doing with that money? Half of it's going to the community, half of it. But like, in what ways specifically? Um, definitely to um, the black community for sure. Because like I grew up like being mixed and like not personally connecting with the black community until now, like that I'm older, I can, I realize like I appreciate being like a black woman and being a strong black woman. And mm. like, I want like the little girls that are like watching me and like learning from me to like be able to be like, I can do that one day. And I want to be able to, to pay for them to be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Okay. You know? I like that. So like, and like, and anybody, like even like uh, will the better women's community, uh, like if there's a woman that can't leave an abusive household because they don't have the money to do so. Cause I used to get my money taken from me. So like, if I can like say, here's a thousand dollars, run away and go to a hotel room and I'll help you somehow. I want to be able to do that. Like, and even if it's like the simplest thing, like homeless people, like that's not a simple thing, but like if I can, anytime I see a homeless person, even if they're not going to use the money for the right reason, I will buy you a meal and I will give you whatever you need right. at the moment. You know, doing the right thing. Yeah. So I we just could start the rent a dad business too. Exactly. That would help the community. Yeah, exactly. A lot. Tony is everyone's dad. <laughs> like a son, you see a little me and your dad. <laughs> yeah, we're so still waiting for you to be a father. I know, it's very late, right? Oh my gosh. not very late. No, no, just a couple days. How couple many days kids late. do you want? Me, I want like 
I'll probably do like four or five kids. Really? Wow. Okay. She doesn't really. Classic Italian family. <laughs> Dude, if the money's there, mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Giovanni, wow. Antonio. Nikki doesn't want that right oh now, but God. she don't know she's going to want it. Four or five. How about you? I'd love to have one. a big family. Just one. One. You want to have a friend? A second? <sighs> I, they have cousins <laughs> and they can go home too. So yeah, no, okay. I, I only want one kid just because of like, I don't even like, I questioned even if I wanted kids because of the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Eventually I think it will get better. I think the people will stand up and it will get better. Yep. Um, but also I, I just got my body back <laughs> and it was really hard and I don't want to go through that again. So. Have a kid and yeah. fuck it all yeah, up I'd again. Yeah, I'd be like, BBL, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I wanted like, I wanted three kids so I was like I want to be like my mom and then like I like see her like lines under her eyes and shit and I'm like I don't want three kids anymore so yeah one is enough for me and I want a boy I do Ooh, yeah. we wanted a boy mm-hmm. but I now I don't even think about that I don't yeah. give a shit did you know that the guy um, can decide in the moment of conception if they want a boy or a girl uh, no I didn't know I'm that I'm not gonna it's... go I can't go into this <laughs> No, the, like the way he's having sex and it and has to do with like your sex positions the I've way you're that. having sex and then the temperature of your balls what yeah do I need like a, a heater on them to no, make no, you have I, a think kid? That, I think if you want a boy they have to be cooler like your balls have to be cooler I heard you have yeah. to be like it has to be in the beginning of ovulation because the men are faster swimmers but don't last as long the, mm. the female swimmers last longer mm. so it's got to be Sorry, you got, it has to be at the end of ovulation so uh-huh. they can get there before the uh, female swimmers. Uh-huh. And then I heard it, it does have to be colder in the room. Mm-hmm. And then I also heard, hold up, like I also shit. heard that you have to be, you shouldn't be all the way in when you nut. You should be like pulled really? out a little bit. I got to give yeah. these tips to Joe. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Uh, you trying for a kid? No, I, I, I want to wait till I'm like 30 or 32. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah, I just need to enjoy. I'm I'm 26 right now. I want to enjoy me and my man and my my dogs and cats, and I want to go on vacation and you know, yeah. live that life. I got the implants, so I don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> nice, did. yeah. I think I have the ultimate question for Jade. Okay. We talked about religion and health and wealth. Mm. We talked about your singing career. Mm-hmm. Would you, to have the notoriety of Rihanna tomorrow morning, would you sell your soul to the devil tonight? Because I think Riri's a little, you know, mm-hmm. Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my answer is yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> and here's my reason why. Okay. This has, actually has to tie into what we were talking about before. Um, I don't believe in the devil. I don't. I believe in evil, right? So, like, I don't believe that I'm signing my soul away to anybody. I believe that if I, like, if I'm like, okay, this is like, I'm signing to get the status. I'm not signing to give my soul away to anybody because nobody can take my soul because like I'm, I'm on a different vibrational plane than anybody. You can be controlled by evil. Yeah. We like, they can, they can try to control me, but even if I die, I'm gonna come back and I'd be like, Hey, I was Jade Crane. Okay. <laughs> I was Jade Crane. I like so that. yeah, no, uh, I don't know, but I don't know if I would like indoctrinate myself into a That's what I was gonna say. Cause yeah. like the, the, selling yourself to the devil is the, term yeah but really all it's saying is that you're giving up your they're you're taking they're taking you Correct. like you're owned by people from now on Correct. um i don't know if i would want to do that because like regardless um for me like i don't need to be famous and rich and like all this amazing things that come i don't want to be famous i don't want to lose my privacy and my family's privacy Wait, you and don't want fame 
I think I want I want to be recognized for the hard work that I've put into music, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be a Kardashian. I don't want to like I don't oh, I'm God. not necessarily I don't necessarily want that. I want people to listen to my music right. and I want like to make enough music mu- money from my music to like survive and to help other people. Yes, yeah. but I don't need to be Rihanna. I don't need to be Beyonce. If I do end up there, <laughs> that's awesome. Dude. <laughs> but I don't think that I need to sign my life away to do that. I think okay. that I just need to keep trying. That's so. a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the last question mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what's your message to everybody out there? Be kind to one another. Mm. Always. Sweet and simple. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's my it. thing. Be kind Karma. Karma's a real thing. Karma's a bitch and her name is Jade Cr- No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Definitely Karma is a bitch. That's true. But be kind to one another. Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in. Jade, thanks for coming on our podcast. Thank it was you for awesome. having me. Yeah, and everybody look out for Jade's music and that new track with Joe Caps. We'll put Ooh. it down in the link. I'm on that track too. Let me know if you can hear my part. Hey. Trying to be famous. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Oh, yeah, oh, some. I keep on falling in and out of love <clears throat> with you. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I love you, sometimes you make me blue. (laughs) Do we need an intro or do we keep on falling in and out of love with you? I'll never love someone (laughs) the way that I. Love to you. Oh, oh, oh. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Joe, you walking at the right time. <laughs> Be sure to catch our new track coming out soon. Tequila Talk. Yo, 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 oh, you yo. fucking want to be famous. <laughs> Guys are looking sharp. Zach Dingy. Tony Capo. Two Hoops, Three Legs Podcast.